not just thinking about it, but you can start obsessing over it, right? Because if you if you think about it, you start obsessing over it. And if you start obsessing over it, then you start taking action steps. What is happening, everybody? I am Larry Roberts. I am the host of the Readily Random Podcast, and I want to welcome you back to another tremendous episode of the show. Today, I've got somebody with me that, man, he's going to blow you away, honestly. And I, I try to bring somebody each and every week that brings tremendous value to the to the podcast and mr chaz wolf is with me today and that's his his whole purpose in life is to bring value whether it's his bulletproof sales training whether he's working with ceos whether he's working with grant cardone whether he has his mastermind whether it's his his mindset take on life whether it's his family his three children his beautiful wife everything he brings to the forefront and he brings it 110% each and every day. So we're going to learn more about Chaz and how he does that, man, how he gets in that mindset and how he is able to elevate in all these different arenas at the same time. So Chaz, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry, man. I really appreciate it. I've been a huge fan of yours for a while now. And so, so glad to be here. That, that is tremendous. And once again, you know, this is a Podmax event that we're at today. And Podmax is, I think that's where we met, honestly. We didn't know it each was. other outside of Podmax, did we? Nope. Podmax was the connector, man. It's the, it's the golden goose that keeps laying the eggs. And that's so cool because I meet so many tremendous people because of Podmax. And I'm always thankful to Josh and Eric and everybody there at the Podmax family for bringing people like you to the forefront and allowing me to establish relationships with folks like you. This is a tremendous opportunity, and I'm forever grateful. So Absolutely. Likewise. So, Chaz, tell us more about you, man. Let's start off with the fam. I mean, you got three Rugrats. You got a beautiful yeah. wife. Yeah, man. Been, so this year, 2021, I'll be married 13 years. Wow. Been with my wife for 16. We met in high school, high school sweethearts. And uh, would have married her in high school if I if I didn't think her parents would have thought I was crazy. I already knew I was crazy, but I figured I would wait just a little bit to make sure that they didn't quite know yet that I was crazy. They know now, but uh, <laughs> anyway, three three little kiddos. I've got a seven year old daughter, five year old daughter, almost five year old daughter, and here in a couple of weeks, and then uh, an almost two year old son. So we're we're rocking and rolling. We got a house full. We'd love to have more. We like growth in all areas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's what it's all about, man, is just expanding and growing and, yeah, man. and and creating value in every aspect of our lives. And that's what so many people strive to do. But a lot of times, regrettably, they come up a little short. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if I can, if I can somehow replicate me and my wife into other human beings that are probably going to be much better than us, then that's better for the world. <laughs> You know what I mean? A bigger impact. I think that was self-complimenting, but at the same time, <laughs> well, humble. I, I, but at the I same- definitely didn't mean it like that. I, uh, I meant that I was hoping to bring some additional value to the world through my children. <laughs> Look, folks, if you could be just like Chaz, you're going places. I'll tell you that right now. No, I know. And of course, of course, it would, it would, it would be a keen podcasting listening ear, just like yours, to pull that out. I love that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, love man. That. That's what I'm here for. So no, it's great, man. And I know exactly what you're, what, what you're saying and to, to look to our children to be better than what we are. I mean, come on, uh, my kids are crushing me right now. They're, they're kicking my ass in every arena. Both of them graduated college. I didn't graduate college. Yep. Not only did they graduate college, they graduated from like these named places. They got scholarships and <laughs> they got You probably can't even degrees. say the name of the schools, can you? 
Well, I, Texas A&M was one, you know. Uh, yeah, as, as a, my son graduated from A&M, and my daughter, she graduated from Texas Wesleyan University over in Fort go. Worth, small go. private college over there. Nice. They're, they're just crushing it, you know. She's an athletic trainer. Well, she works in kinesiology. See, she's got the degree. I don't. Oh, she see, And she works see. in physical therapy, and she helps athletes recover. She was a career athletic trainer all through high school and through college, and she got a scholarship. That's awesome. As an athletic trainer. Focused. How do you do that? You just wrap ankles better than focused. anybody else. I don't know how that works, but yep. who knows? Yep. But my son, he graduated with a degree from A&M, and he's, like, super smart. He, he graduated with a degree in language Ooh. with an emphasis on Russian. Wow. And now he's going into cybersecurity. He's getting his, what is it, the CSSIP. It's that cat daddy wow. cybersecurity license. I think he's a spy. <laughs> I, really do. I, I think he's a spy, but I don't know for sure. So, but anyways, enough about my kids. The thing is, is that they're moving forward yeah, and man. they are surpassing me in every arena. That's what it's about. And I know that's the message you were getting across as well. How is it that you are instilling these values and these principles in your children that lead you to where you're at today? I yeah. mean, you're crushing it across the board. You've got your edible retail outlets. What is it called? Your, your edible? Yep. They're just franchises. So they're, they're stores, you know, uh, retail stores. stores. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we got five of those in three different states and about 50 employees. So yeah, we're, we're, we're loving that. Fortunately for edible COVID has been a good thing because we've been able to bring gifts to people who can't see each other. So we've been, we've been a solution for a lot of people to be able to send love, send, send some Send some love to uh, loved ones um, over the the COVID months here. Been all great, but as far as to your question is how I'm instilling things in my in my children, you know, it, I just I'm trying to be as intentional and purposeful with them as I am in my business. And right, I feel like I've been successful in you know building my edible franchises, building my real estate portfolio, building uh, this online business consulting, sales consulting, leadership consulting world because I've been purposeful, intentional. I take action steps every single day. I'm obsessed with what I'm after. And I just try to implement the same thing with my children. I try to be structured in time that I spend with them. I try to be purposeful in the things that I'm saying and things that I'm teaching, the things that we're reading. So I think that's probably just the, the general answer, you know, to your questions, being purposeful and intentional. Sure. And I, I love the fact that you're using those as examples for your children. But so many times we could take those exact same principles and apply them to other aspects of our life. And experience the same levels of success that our children hopefully will absolutely receive from those principles as well. So tell me, tell me how you apply that day to day in your own businesses and in your own coaching practice. Yeah, absolutely. So first funny, I was just on a, on a call just yesterday with a guy, we were talking about strategic planning. That's where it has to start, right? You can't, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you're going, right? So you have to be able to define where it is that you're going, whether that be 12 months out, three months out, five, or sorry, uh, three years, five years, 10 years, you have to know where you're going and you may not know everything, but you've got to begin thinking about what it looks like. And then in detail, and the reason why you do that is so that you can start not just thinking about it, but you can start obsessing over it, right? Because if you, if you think about it and you start obsessing over it and if you start obsessing over it, then you start taking action steps toward those things. And so not only just having a three-year target or a 10-year target, being able to actually reverse engineer those things down to quarterly, monthly, weekly, sometimes even daily targets that you can go after, but you can't do that unless you first sit down jot your dreams down, the ones that make you a little bit nervous and then go, okay, how could I do that? Rather than thinking, well, that's probably too big. Just think, how could I do that? How, how, what, what could be the way, right? So let's just start thinking and mapping out what could be something I could do to get that done. And you just start believing 
that you can do it eventually, right? You just, you psych yourself into it. <laughs> but that, that sounds so simple to just believe it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've got clients and I, I struggle with it myself, keeping that mindset, keeping that focus and understanding how to continue driving forward, how to continue just, well, to use Nike's term, just doing it, yeah, right? Just do it, yeah. It, it's hard to do that, though. It's hard to put ourselves out there. It's hard to take that risk and know that we could be staring at a failure right in the face. Yep. But I was talking with my coach just last night, my podcasting coach, and he goes, you know what? If you're going to fail, fail big. Yeah. Just get out there and do it. Now, he's got a, he's a DJ. He's got a DJ background, been in the music industry for 30-plus years. So he's using the analogy of getting out on stage and if you're playing guitar, get out there and just rip that solo. Yep. And if you hit that flat note. Keep right on going. Hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> hit it hard. Just yep. fail, yep. but don't be afraid to fail and fail yep. big. How is it that you take that mindset and apply it? Because you obviously do that very, very yep. well. What is it that we could do? Totally. How could we learn from you to, to take that mindset and put it into play as well? Yeah. So first off, you have to, you have to decide what it is that your desire is, right? So it's not just about sitting down and going, okay, what do I want to do? You've got to actually determine what your desire is because life really, as you break it down, it's about greater or lesser desire. You either want to do it or you don't, right? So I kind of live my life by a saying, by a saying people do what they want to do. And so I've got a buddy that says he wants to be married. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And the reason why that is is because you don't keep the pipeline full. You're not out on dates regularly. You're not meeting with girls. Like you're not, you're not, you're not, no, you don't. No, you don't. Right. So people can say what they want all day long, right? To your point, they can write down their, their things, but how do they stay engaged with it? How they do it? Well, you have to actually decide that that's what you want. And then if it is, if it is your greater desire, as opposed to not having it or having something different, right? Because it's really easy to say, well, I want a big house. I want a jet. I want, you know, lots of money, right? But well, what does it look like if you don't have those things, right? So you have to be almost not disgusted with the reverse, but you just have to want it bad enough, right? Eric Thomas talks about wanting success bad enough, like you, like you want to breathe. Like you, when you want success, like you want to breathe, then you'll have success. And so all it is is greater or lesser desire. So first off, you have to write it down. And you got to read it to yourself every day, but you have to actually stop lying to yourself, right? You can't just tell yourself that you want it. You've got to actually go do it. So how do you continue to believe in yourself? Well, writing it down and talking to yourself, even when you don't believe it, it's think and grow rich all over again, right? You're reading it, you're writing it, you're saying it. Yeah, but Chaz, we, we want it, bro. We want it. We want it, right? But we don't want what it takes. You don't want it bad enough. To get there. Like your friend, he wants to be married. He wants to be married. So he does want to come home at night. He probably wants whatever his vision. I don't want to say too much because I'm going to misogynize myself. So I'm just going to he say wants to be married. That, uh, <laughs> he wants to, he wants to be married. Yeah. We're we'll going to leave it at that. Right. Yeah. And whatever that entails. So he, he has this vision of what being married is right. and what it would do for him and how right. rewarding that would feel. But at the same time, he doesn't necessarily want to put in, as you pointed out, right. put in the work to yep. get to that point. And so many times entrepreneurs, business owners, whoever it may be, no matter what your goal is, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur. Right. You could want to be a professional athlete. You could want to, whatever your dream is that you want to achieve. Right. And you go, wow, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Too many times we don't pull back the covers and go, wow, that's what it takes to get there. Yep. And then even after realizing what it takes to get there, we have such a hard time committing right. to taking each and every step 
in order to get where we need to be. You're 100% right. It comes down to the fact that when you pull over the covers, you decided, ooh, maybe I didn't want this as bad as I wanted to, right? When, when you, like the, the, the validity of what Eric Thomas says, of you'll have success when you want it like you want to breathe. AKA, if you don't breathe, you don't survive, <laughs> right? So if you want it bad enough, you'll have it, period. That, and that's the end of the sentence. And so in those moments when you're, when you're just trying to get over the hump of like, oh, I got to do this again, whatever it is, working out unto becoming an athlete or prospecting to be a good salesperson or building a team to be a good, you know, successful entrepreneur, whatever it might be, you, you have to ask yourself, what do I really want? And then agree with yourself on, do I really want that? And then go after it. But you got to get, get, give yourself permission to then take action because at the beginning, like to your point, it's not going to be just like, oh, boom, I got it, right? And that's the problem, unfortunately, is that we see everyone on social media or we see with the covers on, right? We see what it looks like, whatever that analogy that we're <laughs> using that we're going to continue to use here. <laughs> but but we see, what the, we see what it looks like without all the work and we're like, oh, wow, he's really successful or she is a, such an amazing athlete or whatever. And unfortunately, we don't see the track record, the, the nights in the, the, the gym or the late nights like I was and you were last night working on our businesses or whatever. We have to look at those things and be real with ourselves and go, okay, is this something I'm willing to do? Because people do what they want to do, period. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that because you, you bring up working late nights you know, and since I, I've made this transition to full-time entrepreneur, just I'm, I'm barely two months into the gig, my wife goes, dude, you work more now than you've ever worked before in your life. And yeah. the difference, though, is, is that I'm not working. You're excited. I'm excited. Now, is it because, the, because my car is still shiny and it's still got that new car smell? Maybe. That might be part <laughs> of it. Yeah. But a, a lot of it, too, has to do with the fact that I'm doing what I love. Absolutely. I'm doing what I love, and I get immediate gratification yep. for doing what I do. If I complete a, a course or I finish whatever, whatever project I'm working on that has to do with my business, yeah. then I'm in, I'm elated. I get that dopamine. I get that rush. I get that. Wow. This is so cool. Right. I got to be honest after 21 years in corporate America, I didn't care what I did. Yeah. There was no dopamine left to dope. <laughs> I, there was nothing there. It didn't matter what I did. Yep. So yep. It, it's, it's different though. I'm putting my heart and soul into something yeah. that I love and there's a passion. And I know that the goal and I know that, that I'm going to reach my goal by 100%. doing exactly what I'm doing. 100%. And I would even take that a step further because not everybody is meant to do their own thing, right? Like, sure. Most people who think that they should do their own thing probably at some point should, right? Because there's, there's a reason why that's come up inside of them. There's that desire there. And they're just probably nervous or scared or uncertain. Uh, they don't know how to make that happen, right? Lots of ways for them to be able to move forward in that. But for all the other people who are just working at their job or, or working in a scenario where maybe they, they enjoy their job or maybe they kind of enjoy their job. It's like, you can still have targets or goals, right? And when it comes down to that, like your goal is to run your own business or your goal is to have certain success in your own business. And someone who's even working at a job can have targets, whether it be family targets or vacation targets or a home target. I mean, whatever it might be, right? And so when you have those things that you're working toward, the grind of whatever it is that we're doing, right? So I teach sales along with many of other things. But in the sales process, I don't like to cold call. I don't know who does, except for if you're an extreme extrovert and you just like to call people all day long and talk to people for no reason, right? That's not me. But I've made tens of thousands of phone or cold calls 
because my goal was big enough to where I knew that what I had to do was this. And it didn't matter. Like my goal was so big that the daily action didn't like, I just, you just chew right through it because I was excited and almost blinded by what I was after rather than so caught up in the daily. Like, I don't really like to do this. Do you, do you think that's inherent though? Do you think that you either have that or you don't, you know, Chaz Wolf, there's only one Chaz Wolf and Chaz Wolf feels this way about reaching his goals and accomplishing his objectives. Yeah. Do you think that that's maybe genetic or is it something that can be learned? Yeah. Can that level of commitment be instilled? Can anybody do it? 100%. Yes. So to answer your question to both of those, yes and yes. So yes, do I feel like that some profiles or personalities are maybe a little bit more inclined to think that way? Yes, of course. Just like I just said, some are more inclined to want to make cold calls. Like, you know, I'm not extroverted. Believe it or not, I'm a learned extrovert. Like, well, how does a guy that owns all these businesses, has all these employees that, that teaches people how to, you know, communicate and how to do sales, how is he an introvert? Well, because I learned communication. I learned how to be extroverted. I learned enthusiasm. I learned tonality, right? And so just like, just like with what you're asking, yes, of course you can learn to be ambitious for lack of better terms. You can learn to plan out. You can learn to be a visionary. You can learn to be detailed. If you're not, you can learn to modify yourself in all of these other areas. Again, it comes down to greater or lesser desire. So you have to recognize that like, okay, I'm weak in this area or this doesn't come naturally to me. What do I need to do? What are the books that I need to read? What's the coach that I need to hire? The events that I need to go to, the podcasts that I need to be on in order to help me modify and get better in those areas. It's funny because, uh, and I, I'm going to ask you something, but this is a little lighthearted here. So just, just run with it. Sure. So okay. <laughs> my wife says, I don't turn it off. I never turn it off. She goes, uh, you come out here yeah. and you talk to me the same way you're talking in that studio in there. And Larry, I'm, I'm not listening to your podcast and I'm not a guest on your podcast. You don't need to talk to me that way. Yeah. Your tonality, yeah. it's very polished. You speak very polished. You speak, you're definitely a professional when it comes to speaking. Yeah. Can you turn it off? You know, I, I love how you've said that. So um, before I answer your question, I'm going to let you know that my wife, she hasn't said, because I don't have a, I don't have a podcast like you, so I don't necessarily have a, a podcast voice. In fact, usually in my communication or in my sales training, I try to teach people to not have necessarily like a voice just to be them. I just know you well enough just through our interactions that that's you right? Like, yeah, you, maybe you turn it on a little bit like extra maybe for the show, but sometimes that that's you, that's just you. And that's why you love doing it because it's you. And so that's why I've teach people in sales is like, just be you, just be genuine, be real. Right. So anyway, my, my, my wife, I'm a coach naturally. Like that's just what I do. I, I help people get better at things. Right. That's just what a coach does. So she has said to me many times, like, um, excuse me, I, like, I don't really want coaching right now. You know, like, <laughs> So it's like, you know, cause to her, it's like, okay, like I coach people all day long professionally. I have employees that I coach. I'm a dad. So that's naturally a coach, you know? And she's like, I, I want you to be my partner, not my coach, you know? And so um, of course there's plenty of opportunities for me to learn from her and her from me. And we get that, but, but yeah, no, I don't turn it off, man, because guess what? This is who we are. This is who we are. Yeah. Yeah. So Good for you. <laughs> I'm going to play that segment for my wife. That was specifically for Tracy. Tracy, that was for you, yes. baby. I did that for you. Tracy, let so. it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. So tell me more about your coaching practice, man. What is it about? Because here's the thing for, for me. I, I'm scared of the word coach. Ooh, okay. Even though you have one. You already said you have one. I'm scared of owning. All right. I do have one. I'm not okay. scared of coaches. Okay. I'm scared of wearing the moniker of coach. Oh, got it. All right. Do I have coaching clients? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do I have some high profile co- coaching clients? 
some I shouldn't have. So, <laughs> but I'm very proud of the fact that I do. And I, I've still, I put 110% into everything that I do. Yeah. And I, 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 I run with that coach role totally. and do the absolute best that I can with it. However, I, 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 again, I'm tentative to wear the moniker coach. Yeah. I was always very tentative to put on a black belt too. I never felt that I earned it. Totally. But then when I finally strapped it on and started owning it, then it was, it everything was cool. Yep. How do you own that moniker? How do you own whatever moniker it is that you're trying to achieve? Right. How do you go, you know what? Maybe I am a coach. Maybe I am a, a an entrepreneur. Maybe yeah. I am a business owner. Maybe I am. How do you wear that? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, it's in your mind, right? Because that's what you said. What the difference was is that it was the way you saw yourself. And so it really has nothing to do with how anyone else sees you. So I would say for anyone listening here right now, whether you're considering being a coach, an entrepreneur, an athlete, whatever, you first, we've already kind of talked about this. You first determine what it is that you want, decide if you have the greater desire to go do it, and then just go do it. Don't care what other people think, say, or whatever along the way, because it does not matter, right? If, if my wife was in the room right now, if you, t- if you said, name three things that Chaz like exudes, like something that stands out uh, amongst every other thing else, you know, she would say, he doesn't care what other people think. I'm aware of what other people think. I do not care because it's, it's, it's my trajectory. It's my success. It's my story. And I'm the one that's in control. And I have to have that perspective. It's not that I don't want to take your opinion or my coach's opinion, right? I, I'm going to let people speak into my life. I have mentors, right? Spiritual mentor, got coach, business coach. I got, you know, friends to speak. Like there's a purpose for that. At the end of the day, it comes down to me and, 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 and my road, right? So for someone who wants to be a coach specifically, because that was part of your second question is, everybody has something to offer to someone else, right? And so when you have that realization, I'll give you a quick example. I saw someone post on social media. This was a couple of months ago. And they were basically making fun of someone who had reached out to them who was 24 and was, you know, offering a coaching service. I don't remember what kind of coaching service it was, but they were in this group basically making fun of this guy who had reached out and been like, what in the world, blah, 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 24. I, I, you know, I could wrap you around my finger, you little kid, basically. And so I commented saying, you know, it's kind of funny because it's really your perspective on what it is that they've experienced in their life. Because I know at 24, I had already made multiple six figures. I had been married for close to five, you know, four or five years. I had, I, I'd started my first business. I literally spent $500,000 on my first business at age 24. And later that year, I bought my second business for another 500,000. So it's like, could I have taught someone at 24? Basically, you're making a point that this person isn't worth anything because of their age. And, and actually what you're showing is your stupidity, unfortunately, because anyone at any age, at any experience level, you've gone through something that can help someone else, right? So for you, you've gone through the podmaxing or the podcasting world, the, 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 the coaching world on that side of it, how to build the podcast, how to do the back to the end of the thing. That's what your courses and stuff are about, right? And so of course you're an expert. Of course you're a coach. Of course, that's why you live into it and you lean into it, even when you get somebody who's bigger than you on paper or whatever, right? Because you have something to offer them. It doesn't matter about your income level or who you've worked with. Okay, I built a sales team for Grant Cardone. Does that make me a great salesperson? Well, I mean, I'd like to think so, but- Probably. I mean, I'm just going to say probably. Sometimes people don't care. Or guess what? Sometimes when they hear Grant Cardone, they're like, I don't want to have anything to do with that, right? Well, so yeah, it, it just depends. It just depends. And so it-, it my experience is only going to be beneficial to certain people. And I just have to go find those people. That's all it is. I'm not trying to coach everybody. Yeah. But Chaz, I mean, so many of us don't share your story, you know, and, and we have a hard time putting that. See, let me just put this in perspective for you, brother. 
I was 24. I had two kids. One of them had, was out of wedlock. Uh, actually, yeah, it was out of wedlock. I got married in the hospital. <laughs> I shit yep. you not. We had a kid. Yep. I think it was the next day. The pastor comes up to the hospital. I've got a hat on backwards. I got my Jordans. I got my whole Jordan gear because I'm ready to play some ball. Yeah. I said, That's I funny. do. She's laid up in the Holding bed. The baby. I said, I do. Yeah, with yeah. the baby. She just had yeah. a baby. So I said, I do. I tip my hat and I went and played ball with my homeboys. So, and then <laughs> that was my first kid. I was a real good role model. <laughs> I was 19 at the time there. Hey, you were there. You but, were there. but I was there for a you second. You know, what's up? So, uh, but at 24, by the time all that had transpired, I continued down the very similar path. However, we filed bankruptcy for $32,000 worth of debt. Tell me that wasn't a stupid move. Right. So you're, you have this tremendous success story and how focused you were and how laser focused and driven you were to get you where you're at today. Right. My story is the flip-flop opposite, man. Yeah. And, and the people that I talk to, a lot of them have similar stories. So many of us lose the mark. We don't have that, that in our crosshairs of where we want to go or the drive and the dedication to get there. You had that. How can we learn from someone like yourself that no matter what our previous experiences were, we can do it too? Yeah. Because so many people out there have that doubt, man. And I know it's easy. And I know you, you just said, we just went over this. We just said, just do it. It's so, yeah. it's so easy. Yeah. And, and yep. I keep going back to it because I think that is the story here. I think that's the lesson here is that the mindset changes everything. How do we overcome those experiences to change our mindset to a mindset of success? Yeah, absolutely. When I was in inside sales long ago, making cold calls, we had this, we had this phrase, put up our sales on, on a whiteboard something similar to this. Mm -hmm. And the phrase was this, the board doesn't define you. And I carry that with me today. And I even teach my clients this because it actually goes both ways. If it said zero, it doesn't define me. Or if it was my best week ever, it doesn't define me. Meaning there is an emotional piece to our success, our failure and our success, right? And not to say that you want to be numb to those things because you want to be able to recognize when you're struggling and go, okay, how do I get through this? And you also want to recognize when you're having success and be able to enjoy that moment or, you know, pat yourself on the back for a half second at least, right? But in the process of that, I cannot allow the zero today to define what I do tomorrow or next week or next year, right? Or I can't allow the best week ever. Maybe I had 10 sales and that was the best week ever, right? And so I can't go into next week. Guess what? Starts all over again, right? I'm fresh on the board again. You as an entrepreneur, you know that like, it's great that you got a client today. It's fantastic. In fact, it's the best and the worst feeling ever because you just closed your best prospect and now you get to work with that person and it's exciting and you got paid, but now you got to go fill the pipeline again, right? So it's like this amazing feeling at the same time, like, oh my gosh, a little bit of anxiety of like, oh geez, I just, I literally just closed my best prospect and, and now I have to go replace it. And so I would say to that person, everybody deals with it. We all have a past. Okay. So maybe in this show, you haven't heard that I grew up with a single mom family, right? I didn't know my dad until I was 24, right? So zero to 24, it was, I was started working when I was 12, right? I started a business and I was working construction, 12, 13, 14, 15. When my friends were at the pool getting a tan, I was working concrete, taking off my shirt so that I could get a tan. So I went back to school. I was as tan, if not more tan than my friends, 
and I had a pocket full of money, right? So it, we all have the struggle. We all have the scenario of what we were given. And we all have the ability to draw the line and go, going forward is 100% my control. And it's all about greater or lesser desire, which is already what we've talked about. We just decide what it is that you want. And then you give yourself permission just to go after it. Once you give yourself permission to go after it, reverse engineer the deal, like get serious about it. Okay. If you're actually going to go after it, okay, let's take it serious. Let's reverse engineer the process. What are the actual targets along the way in order to hit this target this month and that target that month and that target five years from now, what are the things I got to do today, this week, this month, and then go do them. Right. So it's, it's a whole lot easier just to go do it when you know what you're supposed to do because you reverse engineer the process. It's all connected to what you say that you want, which all comes down to you drawing the line saying, you know what? The past is the past. The future is whatever I want it. And what do you want the future to be? Yeah, man, that's good. I love it. So I, really for me, I break it down into word legacy. Okay. So of course I want to build a business. I'm in the process of building lots of businesses, right? We do millions of dollars and I want it to be tens of millions. Right. And I want to be able to impact people. I want to be able to literally, when I have a, a, a client that just like yesterday, I was talking to a client and he had his best week ever. He started my program two weeks ago. He's been in sales. He's makes, it makes a hundred K. He's a good, he's a good sales guy. And he had his best week ever, his best day ever. And his best week ever two weeks after starting my program, maybe three weeks, something like that. And it's, it's stories like that where you're like, wow, I, re- I changed that guy's life, even if it's for a moment, but if he holds on to those principles, it'll be for the rest of his life. And of course, then the last part of the legacy is my family, my children, and my grandchildren. Like I want my grandchildren to be able to stand on my children's shoulders. And of course they stood on my shoulders. It's not a matter of like giving things to people. I want to create massive wealth to not so that they can just have, but so that they have opportunities to literally just stand on my shoulders and be able to have a greater impact help more people be able to create even greater wealth. And so that when my grandchildren come, it's like, wow, holy cow. Who was that guy? Chaz Wolf, Grandpa Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I love it. And Grandpa Wolf, that's got a nice little ring to it, doesn't it? I mean, it's a little early. I'm, <laughs> you got Maybe that we'll glorious go Papa, beard Papa and there's not a lick of gray in it. So it's a little early to be talking about Grandpa Chaz. I'm telling you, I pluck them out, bro. They're, they're, they, they come in little bits and little bits. I, I, I take those suckers out. Not now, not yet. It's, it's, it's just for men's coming, brother. I promise it is because. I'm I'm due actually. I don't think I've I've touched up this week. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, I know it's happening. My dad, salt and pepper, probably more salt now than pepper. But you know, I know it's yeah, coming. man. It's all good. So that's cool, man. So it, it, you have such an ability to connect with people, and I think that's a tremendous yeah. aspect of your success. I mean, just being able to. I feel like we're having a real conversation. I feel like the first time I met you, yeah. we had genuine conversations. Right. Do you attribute that to, to a, a practiced response? Or do you, do you generally, and you said you were an introvert even. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. many people are introverts and they have a real hard time yep. coming out of that shell. Yep. I, that, that connective uh, ability. Yeah. How do how can how can we tap that and don't don't come at me with just we just talked about it and you just nope, do it nope, give nope, me nope. give me something a little deeper I'll give, give me something, something a little more than that I'll give you something deeper all right so in connection communication relationships human to human interaction right it comes down to genuine action genuine response genuine talk genuine communication right the word genuine real those things come to my mind. And so what most people have to do is they have to get out of their way. I I mentioned briefly earlier about teaching salespeople not to have a phone voice, right? Because 
so many people, when they get into customer service or a sales role or potentially even a, pod, a podcast, it's like, I'm on, I'm on stage, which is perfect. I love that fact that you're on stage because I've had to do that to myself to be on stage and like come out of my shell a little bit and be able to, to give the people what they want, you know, that type of thing. But yeah, you can't do it in a, in a fake way. Although I'm modifying myself and over the years I've, I've made it more of a, of who I am as opposed to just me modifying myself. But in the earlier years, it was, I felt like I was on stage or I was on a show. It wasn't that it was disingenuous. It was just that I was doing something that wasn't natural, but I was forcing myself to do it because I knew the value of it. Right? So in communication, it's about being real and genuine first. Then what was so okay. Even, even two, two layers deeper than that. How do you be real and genuine? Well, you just care about the other person. I know that sounds really easy, but if like before you make a sales call or before you get on a podcast, you actually go, well, what's going on in Larry's life? Okay, cool. Like I I'm interested. I'm curious, right? In my sales process training, I give an example of when you're on a blind date. Okay. You're on a blind date. You and your wife back in the day, blind date, you got set up, you're at the restaurant, come to the table. The, the waiter leaves after he takes your drink order and you pull out your list and you're like, <laughs> okay, so uh, where are you from? And uh, what shoe size you got? They're like, are you getting a second date? No. Like plain as day. Right. But instead you lean in and you go, Hey, so, um, you, you, we know Susan, right? Like how, how do you know Susan? Oh, cool. You guys got connected, but through, through cheer or through, through, uh, that club or cool. Awesome. And so how long have you known her? And what did you do before that? Where'd you go to school? And right. So at the end of that dinner, she's calling her friends going, Oh my gosh, Chaz is so amazing. And she didn't even really hear much about me because I was just into her. I was interested in her, right? That's, that's just communication. Be genuine, be curious, be real. And then as far as like polishing or like becoming like maybe a master at it, you just got to do it a lot. Just got to do it a lot. Put yourself in situations. For me, it was putting myself in cold call situations time after time, after time, after time, after time, whether I wanted to or not, just putting myself into the action mode of talking to people, working out the muscle, slowing down my, t- my, 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 you know, phraseology or, or my, my, my pace, you know, guys like you and I talk fast and we got a, we got a whippersnapper of a mind. You know what I mean? Not everybody is like that or can follow that. Also have a deep voice. And so technically I had to slow down and I had to enunciate each word. That sounds really technical. That doesn't really answer your question, although it does because. No, it, do, it definitely does. And absolutely. so many people don't understand that. Yep. They don't understand that you do have to pay attention to every little word that you say. Yep. And you do have to enunciate it. And you do have to find that tonality that reflects the, either the excitement or the seriousness, the critical yep. nature of this particular point that we're making. Exactly. Yep. And it, it's definitely practiced. But yep. all I know is that right now, after you grabbed that microphone and you got closer to the screen, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say, Chaz, will you go out? Were with you me? leaning yeah, in, cause bro? Because I was, I, I was close. You know the rule. Come 90, you come 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love it, man. That's tremendous. So, okay. well, Chaz, where can people find out more about Chaz? Find out more about your business ventures. Find yeah. out more about your coaching. Find out more about how they can reach out and contact Chaz. Absolutely. Yeah, chazwolf.com. C-H-A-Z-W-O-L-F-E. Dot com, chazwolf.com. We got all of our information there. And, um, and as we continue to grow, Bulletproof is not going to just be sales, not going to just be CEOs. It's not going to just be leadership. It's going to be Bulletproof dads and Bulletproof families and Bulletproof mind. And, and really what it is, this idea of becoming Bulletproof is a process 
it's not a process to become perfect, but it's a process to become confident, a process to become something that can forge you forward into what it is that you want. How the hell did you get such a cool name? I mean, honestly, let's be honest. I mean, you know, we're (laughs) wrapping things up here, but I need to know because I was in a clubhouse room, okay, yesterday. Actually, day before yesterday, I just happened to be on a panel, and there was a gentleman there by the name of C-Rock. And he's an influencer, and you may or may not know who he is. And uh, someone chimed in and goes, C-Rock, that is just the coolest name ever. And she was going on and on about this coolest name and how it was just so easy to say, and it makes him stand out. And all I could think of was, how come nobody gets excited about Larry? I don't get that. So you have Chaz Wolf, man. It's the coolest (laughs) name ever. What is up? How do you use that name to propel yourself forward? Yeah. Well, the, 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 the 22nd backstory is that I told you I didn't, I didn't meet my dad until I was 24. So my last name wasn't Wolf until I was 24. Oh, Wolf is my dad's last name. And so there's a whole story uh, behind that of how we met and the circumstances behind that and my identity of just who I am and being confident and where I come from and all this stuff. Right. And so how I use Chaz Wolf, because believe it or not, try to just say super humble about this, but it's not the first time I've heard, wow, Chaz Wolf, that's a really cool name. And so I try to play into, you know, the wolf, you know, the, the idea of, you know, something that's strong or with bulletproof, like it doesn't necessarily correlate with, with bulletproof per se, but Chaz Wolf is obviously a name that I want to be able to have people think about excellence is really what it is. Like when they think of me personally or my name, uh, or when my name's signed on something, they can count it done. That's what I want to associate. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Can't wrap it up any better than that. And as a, this is part of a Podmax event, let's do it. They're shooing us back to the main stage, so we got to get yeah. out of here, man. Chaz, I appreciate everything. I cannot wait to share this with my audience, and we'll talk again soon. All right, brother. Talk to you soon.